Beverage time. Oh, nice. I can finally do this. Oh. Hear the sweet sound of alcohol. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I should have left it in the fridge. It's like room temp now. Oh no. <laughs> Jeff, I have a hot I have a hot question for you. Oh, I'm excited. Did we get any Harry Potter feedback yet? Oh my gosh. I listened back to us talking about Harry Potter and I I could not send it to my friend. We I shouldn't say we. You took such a shit on Harry Potter and this girl that I was going to send to Allie is such a nice human being. I was like I can't do it. But I Oh, but I, come on. I justify I, it at the end. Uh, we we do a lot of backpedaling. <laughs> we backpedal really hard, but that backpedaling needs to be moved to the front, and I'm not willing to to do those edits. So, I ah, the next yes. time I see her, I do want to talk to her about it, and I do have some very pointed questions now. Some questions that I actually like went on to Reddit to explore because they actually started bothering me. Okay, like we were talking at one point about why when Voldemort attacked, were there no other like wizards that came and helped out? Like, why was it just in the UK? And I Googled on it, and uh, there are no good answers, is uh, really what it turns into. Uh, yep, see, this is Harry Potter. Like, I mean, it's quickly tossed together. I think the answer, the answer is only the British aristocracy had the, the forethought to explore magic. <laughs> but no, they're the only, only ones in the whole world. All Americans are muggles. <laughs> In uh, in Goblet of Fire or whatever, they bring a bunch of wizarding schools from around the world to come and like compete and whatnot. So they're out there somewhere. They just apparently don't care about Voldemort or something. And like, or Voldemort doesn't care matters. about them. Yeah, maybe. But it's just like if you're gonna have this all-out world war, wouldn't you like invite the you know other wizards to come chill out? I don't know. I would absolutely. Call I don't know, man. Did they Where's say the where Dumbledore they were from? Of the other different places? schools. Are they just like in different parts of the UK and is they're it like, it's worlds away. Well, is, is it technically, is that like world? I don't know. This is my Harry Potter ignorance, which is why I need someone to tell me these things. But is is it technically still in the UK if you're in Harry Potter land? What's the land called when you're in the wizard land? Oh, yeah. What is that place called? When you enter the wizard realm, are you still legally in the United Kingdom? I, I believe or so. Or are you somewhere else? Oh, interesting. That is... That is interesting. Okay, well, I, yeah. guess, so, I guess you could make an argument that you're like in an alternate dimension, right? It's like they're, they're tents and whatnot that are, are gigantic. Like that must be like a dimensional thing, right? I thought it was just like out in the, the prairie somewhere and they had some sort of ward to like make people not wander there by accident. Maybe that's but, it. I, 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 I'm on the dimension. I'm on the dimension <laughs> field. Like, the dimension it train. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. But at the same time, None of it makes sense. <laughs> so, yep. I, I, I didn't. Okay, I, I need to. to apologize for being slightly over the top about my Harry Potter hate. Again, I really want people to know that I like. I like it when people are happy and entertained. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. That's the conclusion. I just don't get it. I need someone to tell me why it's so great. <laughs> and I think she could do that. I think your friend could do that. I think she's the right candidate. Have her listen to the to us backpedaling. Oh God! <laughs> I forgot how hard we backpedaled. I was like, at the end, I was like, man, I was, oof, I was pretty mean, to Harry Potter. <laughs> but it was good. We're we're being honest. We're <laughs> we're alienating some people, but we're we're honest about it. Yeah, know. you know, really I just good, want but... people. I when I when Harry Potter's coming out, 
and I was a fat nerd that no one liked. I just wanted people to defend Magic the Gathering like they defended Harry Potter. Like, why was I the nerd? I don't get it. Is it because I'm fat? Is it because I'm unattractive? Was that the problem? Why why can't magic be cool? There's lore in magic. You ever heard of Planeswalkers, idiots? Actually, they weren't. I don't want to get into around this. then. No, <laughs> they weren't around then. Have you ever heard of a chroma? I, Angel of Vengeance? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay, that's good to know. I'm glad yep. to know. I'm happy to. I'm happy that there is potential that we'll get some feedback. Yeah. I think that's good. That's healthy. I think this I, is a great... She should be able to tell us why we're dumb to our face. That's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a user feedback question that we could, we could put out, and hopefully someone will email us. Uh, why is Harry Potter more popular than Magic the Gathering? I want people's opinion. Well, Just one's an easy oranges, to read... Man. Yeah, one's an easy to read childish book that has no context or structure, and one is a very articulate, well-developed card game. That takes no, no, brains no. to play. I, I, I don't want your opinion. <laughs> I, I want like Courtney to write in and tell me why Harry Potter is more popular than Hayden's, oh my God. Hayden's begging for people to insult us over email. That's, what that's we're good doing content, here. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great content. Yeah. It's maybe, like maybe you know, it's like roast the spoon man at gmail.com. It's yeah. roast us ignorant people at gmail.com. And yeah. not ignorant, just opinion overly opinionated and un- I don't know. What's the word for it? Like, I don't have a backup argument. <laughs> it's just, it's all emotion and opinion, which is why I want to hear the case. I want the case, baby. Yeah. Oh, I want, well, I want someone to come in and lay it down for me. If I do ask her about it, I will record it and I will play it back. And we can have this really bad game of high quality telephone where we can go back and forth and argue about it. Ooh, I love uh, she's a hardcore fan. It'll be great. I love this. Why yeah. don't you just have her on the podcast? I could do that too, but that sounds like a lot of work. And four of us on the podcast, three is already almost verging on too many. Four, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it'd be that bad. Plus, I want a filter system, and I want to be that filter. Oh, I see. I see. That's not true. That's not a real reason, but I'm no, throwing I, it in I, there. No, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Jeff is the one who pulls us back on topic 90% of the time. That is true. Although I did progress the topic. Did you see that when I that asked was you that well question? Done. That was nice. Thank yeah, you. That was good. It's a nice transition, Andrew. Oh, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> oh, God. I was just talking to himself. <laughs> yeah. Let's I've just taken leave over. <laughs> well, that, that does bring me to. I've been listening to a lot of Doughboys, and uh, I was listening to one recently, and they brought up the point, people love structure. So um, we're going to put some structure in. And there's only like there's there's one question that I keep asking, and it's going to be part of our structure, and that's what the what are you guys listening to podcasts? Are you guys are you picking up anything new? It's been a week, I've had a whole week to find new podcasts. What do you got? Oh boy, oh no, oh no, Andrew, don't let us uh, down. Well, it was I was just listening to Sam Harris, and if I will, okay, here's what I'll follow up with. So one of my friends and a colleague in my MBA program is a. Sam Harris disciple. Oh God. I, I think he would marry Sam Harris if he could. Like, I mean, he loves Sam Harris and I did want to, so I asked him about, you know, the paywall situation. Cause I was like, you know, that really frustrated us. I, you know, I want your take on it cause you're such a disciple and he pays to get past the paywall. It's all right. listening to a lot of uh, Sam Harris this week too. And I, I was against the paywall, really annoyed by it, until I actually listened to a p- couple podcasts where he talked about it. And he just has the paywall for people who can pay if they want. 
he has yes, an email. Yes, I was going to say too. Yep. That you can just email, and then he'll just give you all the content free anyways, if you can't yep. pay for whatever reason. And, you know, it's really hard to fight that. <laughs> it's yeah, hard to be it upset. It makes me want to pay, pay doesn't it? Yeah, it makes me want to pay more than it did before when there was just a paywall. This right. is all true. I, I still argue that there's two things that annoy me about it. And those two, th you guys are totally right, 100%. And, I mean, this goes with just about everything out there that has, like, a paywall. It's really not that expensive, really not that hard to get past it. But, like, say for New York Times, for instance, they have a paywall. If I hit my five subscriptions or my five readings for the month or whatever, they tell me that I can't read anymore. What still bugs me about Sam Harris's way of doing it, and there are simple ways that I think he could fix it, is, first of all, you, you don't know until you're halfway well until you're at the end of the episode if you're gonna get a full episode or not that really bugs me and second of all well and this is kind of the same so still the first point like on spotify i went to spotify i went to this episode and on spotify it said this episode was an hour and a half and so i was like oh it's a full episode and then i went to listen to it and the episode was only 45 minutes so even spotify was confused about the length of the episode and then if i go to youtube the whole episode's on youtube so it's just, it's a lot of mixed messages and it's it's hidden and you gotta like do some tricks to find out if you get a full one before you can just enjoy it. I, I it's not that I'm against him. Like I, I, I also did some research on it. Like why is he doing this? And I saw this whole thing about subscribers and whatnot. I just think that the way he does it is still incorrect. You should just send him that feedback. Okay. I actually think he would be open to it. But, so okay, yeah, I don't understand finish. why it's free on YouTube. Like, why is the whole episode there? Okay, that was confusing too. I don't get why the paywall <laughs> doesn't the exist point, on then? certain platforms. <laughs> however, however, we can dive into monetization of content. YouTube, the longer your video is on YouTube, the more money you make off of it. So he probably makes that money back by putting it on YouTube. And if someone's willing to sit there and put it on YouTube and listen to it, he probably makes the money he would make per episode, per subscription or whatever. I'm sure he did the math and it added up. And he's like, okay, I can put the full episodes on YouTube because I'll make the money back. Be happier about it. Yeah, so at least there's an answer and at least there is a way to get around it with still technically supporting him and it you get the full episode. However, it's still a touch annoying, I agree, but I think it's annoying the first time you listen and then if you just do two seconds of research and you're interested in Sam Harris, there's very easy ways around it. And I will say the other podcasts I've been listening to, I just kept rolling with GVP. Grandma's Virginia podcast. Oh nice. my God. It's just so mindlessly entertaining. It just is the perfect thing to pop on when I don't want to try. <laughs> like if I'm sitting at home working on a project I don't need my brain for, or like I'm just doing some basic shit, just pop it on. It's good stuff. Go. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. It makes me laugh. It's really stupid. It's like, but the, I like it. It's the opposite level of uh, listening intensity as making sense with Sam Harris. Okay, so that yeah. my brain, I think I fried it because I was listening to Sam Harris and then I went into an episode of Grandma's Virginia podcast. I was like, what, what, what? Oh, what? Oh, no. Like, it, I physically got confused. I had to turn it off. And then I like ate lunch and then I came back and it was fine. But it, I don't know. I, it is very opposite. Like, if there's, we have covered a lot of the spectrum of podcasts so far with very few podcasts, but. I would say Grandma's Virginity podcast is on one end and making sense with Sam Harris is for sure on the other. Oh, yeah. Hayden, Fascinating Hayden, what stuff. Have you been, what have you been listening to, Hayden? Uh, I, I was blowing through the rest of my audiobook. You oh, know, nice. Wheel of Time, book seven, finished it. Oh, but, wow. Um, uh, that and some quick question. Always got to listen to the quick question in the Hello Internet. 
Oh, and I got to listen to Quick Question. question. Yeah. Is Quick Question good? Should, should we, we do should Quick Question? question next. No, it's we good. It's, it's so good. good. Okay. I like Hello Internet, too, but I haven't listened recently. Did they come out with a new episode? But, man, I like... I love them. I love Hello Internet. And talk about a perfectly structured show. God, it's it's to a T. But Gray is... We, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about Hello Internet yet. But Gray is so precise as a human. <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. Have you guys ever listened to Cortex? I, I haven't. Yes. And Cortex? I have a lot of thoughts on Cortex. But go ahead, Jeff. Well, I, I haven't listened to it either. You'd be the expert on it. I just know oh, it's okay. another... Yeah, who's it even so with? It's with Gray and who? It's with Gray and... Oh, my God. I'm going to forget his name because all I, I'm there for Gray. Oh, God. What's his name? <laughs> I have to Google it. I feel so bad. Sorry, I, put like, I, I feel bad like they're listening to this. All right, well, Andrew Googles it. It's, it's, Hayden, it's a, it's a podcast with Gray and another guy, and they just talk about... I'm pretty sure they just talk Mike about Hurley. organization. Mike Hurley. Mike Hurley. They don't just talk about organization. They talk about a lot of stuff. Really? Uh, and... A lot of it, it, why I really enjoyed it for a long time is they talked about how to, they talked a lot about tech and I really like talking tech, like personal tech, like computers, phones, you know, software apps. I really like that stuff. I really like talking about, it. I really like hearing about what people use and how they use it and what they think is the best combination of technology, etc. So I really enjoyed it, but I think you shouldn't start from the beginning. Because at the beginning, Gray clearly doesn't want to be there. Oh, <laughs> God. Really fun. And he's such <laughs> an ass to Mike. And Mike is trying so hard to make it really good and really good. And Gray is just patronizing him, taking dumps on him left and right, talking to him like he's a little kid. Oh, my God, it's bad. Like, I thought it was kind of funny because I've never heard Gray have that type of tone before. So Gray clearly has, like, when he's with Brady on Hello Internet, they have this, like, they're very much equals in his mind. So he treats Brady, like, very much an equal. But when at the beginning of Cortex, he treats Mike like an underling. Like oh, this, God. like, sub, like, like oh, if, he, if he's a partner at the law firm, Mike is an intern associate. <laughs> so it's a little rough at the beginning because I don't care for Gray's attitude. The content is honestly still good, but I'm just like, okay, Gray, you don't have to just absolutely hammer mike every time he says something Wait, but so anyway cortex me, is great give me an example of an episode because i still don't understand what you mean they're just talking tech like what uh i haven't i i was gonna say this is another podcast because it uh it took so much time like i didn't want to just listen to half of it you kind of have to listen to the full thing hmm. when i stopped commuting i stopped listening to it because it was a great podcast for commuting because they're an hour to two hours long so my commute was just over before the podcast was, or I could listen to a whole podcast in one day. So I enjoyed that. So it was a little too long for me once I started having a shorter commute. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll find an episode. I'll tell you what, I'll follow up with you guys on an episode. We'll, we'll do Cortex as well. All I right. think Cortex is a great podcast. I think it's really, really well done. Uh, Mike Hurley runs a podcast. Remember we were talking about podcast uh, networks? Yeah, he runs a podcast frameworks? network. Oh, a network. yeah, yeah, a network. He runs a network. So there's a bunch of podcasts that are under him on Relay FM. Okay. And all Relay podcasts are honestly very good. I've listened to a few. Some of them didn't pique my interest enough to keep listening, but I was still like, oh, that was good. It's just not good enough. Whatever. Not my t- not my type of podcast. 
Welcome to no, Cortex, where Mike Andrew. will be asking I, me about the ways that I work, and we'll both be talking about getting stuff done and our experiences with self-employment. Yeah, so that's why it's cool, is because they talk a lot about self-employment. They talk about a lot about how to make yourself efficient at work with your tech. What was really frustrating was wanting to implement their strategies in a corporate world. Yeah. So since they're self-employed, they get to control all the technology and how things are done. And then like, you're like, oh, that's a great idea. I should do that. And I'm like, wait, I can't. I, I physically cannot with my corporate setup. So that was, it's like not their fault, but it was a little frustrating. But it's cool how they talk about stuff. And it actually does make your like personal work, like side project. I used it for like my side project stuff. And it worked great. A lot of the strategies and a lot of things they talked about. A lot of the apps they talked about too, I still use to this day. All right. We'll yeah. And if you want to get organized, they'll tell you all about OmniFocus. And apparently OmniFocus is life. And OmniFocus is a dumpster fire of an application. And I would not recommend it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we'll do Cortex because it's it's cool. But I, I'm not an Apple person anymore. And they they like are Apple fanboys. Mm. They could talk about Apple. They, it, some episodes I'm like, okay, just call it the Apple episode, episode fifty, Apple again, because I I don't care. Apple's not good. Sorry, Apple people. I I had to. Rage All right, Andrew, Apple. don't alienate the rest of the audience. For it. <laughs> anyway, well, like, what All are you right, listening to, Jeff? Uh, you know, I thought I was gonna keep going with GVP, but I ended up dropping it. Um. Whenever Quick Questions comes out with an episode, and they've been doing a lot since quarantine, I pretty much listen to that right off the bat. Yep. And I, I've been trying to stay away from Harmontown, which I think I've done a good job. And so I've been filling that in with Doughboys. I listened to the Doughboys Taco Bell episode, and it was so good. It's uh, so, so good. good. It's one of my favorites. Probably so because good. it's my favorite fast food place. Yeah. It's just so funny to hear them like, well, it wasn't great. I didn't feel super safe at that Taco Bell. The service <laughs> wasn't the best. Five out of five spoons, though. Like, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there we go. That's what I, that's what I is, wanted to hear. There's nothing that can replace Taco Bell. Yep. That's, that's, exactly that's right. If you want Taco Bell, that's it. You're getting Taco Bell. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, Doughboys is so good. It's it's become a new favorite. I really like it. I'm so glad. That makes me so happy because I absolutely love it. I go back. I Like you do with Harmontown, I'll go back and listen to some of my favorites of... Doughboys, because I'll forget what the the ratings they gave, or you know, it's a lot more than just the restaurant, obviously. Yeah, and it's it, it stands the test of time because they really don't talk about modern issues except for Trump, <laughs> and they barely talk about Trump. Nick's just like the orange buffoon, and then yeah. Mitch sighs, and then that's about it. It's great. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know how far back I am right now, but right now they have a they have a a bet going that one of the guys can get a song on the top. 10 or top 100 country songs or something and uh i'm i'm very excited to hear how that pans out so i'm they've, they've oh got wow me on i the missed hook. that segment i think it's a new thing i'm pretty sure it's okay. on the new episodes it's uh i don't know even know their names yet it's who's the who's the bigger guy that's mitch that's mitch mitch is trying to get a song on i think the top 100 and i think now he's got like i don't know a, a couple thousand dollars down on the line i think at least 20 grand it's it's oh what whoa <laughs> he's been doing a lot of rapping he's been doing a lot of oh, uh, uh, lettuce wrap raps it's it's really good oh my god it's so I good. love them oh, I love so them funny. yeah I'm I'm very glad that I you know Andrew I'm glad you talked me into it you've been talking about Doughboys a long time now it's in my life and I I love it I'm so glad they didn't end the podcast there was a like when I was listening when I was totally up to date had listened to every single episode and was just excited for the new one to come out each week. 
there was a point I was like, oh my god, this this podcast is on its last legs. Like they're oh, about no. to kill each other. And I'm so glad they made it through. And they made it through. They had to like take. They took like a a, a quick hiatus, not a long. It was like a month or something. And they totally reorganized it. And I think part of that problem was with the fallout of uh, uh, Feral Audio. I think yeah, they were on oh, yeah. Feral Audio. Yeah. I think part of it was that, and they had to figure that out. And once they got that figured out, and they decided like they needed to make more money because Mitch was like. I spend so much time on this. I don't make any money. I'm getting fat. My doctor's telling me to quit. Like and <laughs> they weren't making any money. And now they have patrons. You know, they have a Patreon. So it, I'm, I'm just yeah. so glad they continued. I, good podcasts deserve to live. And that one deserves <laughs> to live until the end of time. Until they're old, <laughs> old men. I, I just worry they're going to run out. Of, they, they go back. You know, they go back to chain restaurants. I just worry they'll run out someday. Yeah. What do you do? I was going to say, like, out of all the ones they've done they, they must run out of the popular ones pretty quick i think they have i don't know if they've done mcdonald's yet they oh refused to do mcdonald's for so long and i don't know if i ever saw them do it i think they still haven't officially done mcdonald's the last thing they did was munch madness with mcdonald's menu items hmm. but i don't think they've done mcdonald's formula formally formally that's so interesting because so, yeah, they were just talking about one of them was just talking about how much they love McDonald's and maybe you know maybe they have too much love to go do it. Uh, do. It would just be the easiest five force for both of them. Yeah, I, I, there might just not be enough to talk about. They said they're waiting for the perfect guest, but that doesn't make sense because they've had so many incredible guests. <laughs> they're waiting for Ronald himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're, All right, Jeff. They're what's, what's another segment, Jeff, that we can do? More segments? Huh? You got you got more segments? You say you want this to be organized. What's more segments? No, no I, I don't need a lot of segments. I, I want to do the what are you listening to? Because I do okay. want to know. I like this. I, I like that a lot. And I ask that people that question a lot. And I just like to hear the answer. Can I, I can I like. I, please. I have a proposed segment, but go, Andrew, go. Well, can I make what are you listening to also like what content am I consuming? Or do you just want to focus on podcasts because that's on brand? No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. Because I, can, I consume a lot of other content that I think is worth noting. You know, that's probably. But a I don't want to be off brand if the podcast is about podcasts. You know, I don't want people to be like, "Well, Andrew, I'm here for. I want to learn more about podcasts. Damn it!" <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to hurt people like I've hurt Harry Potter fans. Oh god! And, and soon <laughs> I cut you off from the Apple fans, but they were next on the chopping block. Well, no, no. Apple fans are fine. I just, I like again, I don't get it anymore. No, I, I used Apple products for a long time. And they were great. But once I switched back to Windows, I was like, wait, what? What? I think I think the what? thing is I could go on a long rant about it and I don't wanna You know so what? I don't wanna We should we, have we that have rant when we do Cortex. At. When we do Cortex, we'll have that rant. There we go. That's the right place yes. for it. Yes. Perfect. Um, Except then one of us will have to pretend to like Apple products. Well, no, <laughs> see none of us liked Harry Potter and it worked out great. What well, no, we I just alienated a whole section. <gasps> I understand the defense of Apple products, and I, I will bring up the defense of them because there are parts of them that are great, but there are also parts that are not as great. You know, I'll do before the, um, before the Cortex episode. My stepdad is a huge Apple fan, and he switched from being the biggest Apple hater I'd ever heard of. My sister and I were the first Apple users in the family, and he was like, "Oh, if you guys get apples, I can't help you. I know how to work on computers, but I don't know how to work on apples. Like you're at, you're out of luck. I can't help you. Blah blah blah." And he's like really tech savvy, so we we're like, "Oh, that kind of sucks, but whatever." We have like Apple stores, like who cares? <laughs> and so he then, when we were in college, he switched to Apple, and now he refuses to go back to Windows. He thinks Apple is like the vastly superior product. He will he never he will never go back to Windows. Wow. So I'll ask him 
to make a quick reason, like give us like some huge facts as to why he switched and what's so important to him about it that made the switch like feasible and interesting. Like why? Because I never really, I should ask him more. He's talked about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll, I'll have him maybe draw, draw up a counter argument before we enter from a hardcore Apple fan. I like it. That'll make that sense, right? Sounds a good idea. And yeah. then, we, then we have our bases covered before we jump in. That's yeah. perfect. Then we can tear that down. Boom, yeah. exactly. Without him he's here not to here defend, to defend himself. It. Yes. Good. <laughs> this is what we want. We want to tear people down where they can't defend themselves. <laughs> yes. The perfect. three of us are all in agreement. Yes. No, Andrew, I, I like your point. I, What content you're consuming? Like, what, what content would you bring up? Where are you going with it? Well, I, I consume a lot of, like, Twitch and YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind just saying, like, here's what I watch and here's what I do if I have time to schmutz around the internet. No, I should really like puts. that. And we could so go, I, maybe one day we could do YouTube channels. That's a good idea, too. Maybe we could yeah. just, we could, uh, we could do on a whole day. episode on, like, what do you watch on YouTube? That's true. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's a whole topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually maybe worth, like, throwing in the mix every once in a while. Because there's just, I mean, this is the problem is whenever we talk any type of online content, I just want to bring in other online content because it all plays into each other, you know? But anyway, I, I, you know, if we want to work that in, that'd be great. I think that'd be a good segment. We can do it all. all right, Why not? Let's try it. What content are you consuming, Andrew? Well, let me tell you about one of my favorite streamers on the old twitch.tv. He, he's one of the big boys, and I've talked about this before. As a small streamer, everyone's like, shouldn't you support small streamers? Don't you want to promote small streamers andrew shouldn't you be doing that isn't that your job as a small streamer to help other small streamers no it's not okay and i admit that most small streamers suck and i'm open to that okay so this streamer's name is moon 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 to moon right he is the best variety streamer i've ever watched he is so damn entertaining i don't understand why he has a cat named eddie that's on stream with him every night i very much enjoy it i don't know what it is about him but he's just like a born entertainment machine. And he's not <laughs> mature in any way, but he's fucking hilarious. And he's star- like, let me give you an example of why he's so good. He started an entire role play Minecraft server where he is a uh, like speaker of God and they've created a cast system and he has a hundred of his subscribers in the, in the server with him and they've created like dungeons and they have like a surf class that like does all their hard labor and a brotherhood class. That's like the brothers of the religion and they like oppress these serve. It's so good. I'm like, who puts the work into this to make this a happen? He does. And it's so good to watch. It's just high quality content. So, and, and like when Twitch is devolving into this awful platform of titty streamers and awful, just chatting streamers who are just like, they feed on each other's drama. I hate that shit. Mm. You know, you know, YouTube does this too, where like someone creates drama and then everyone has a reaction video to the same drama and they react to each other reacting to the other person reacting of the reaction video. <laughs> I hate that. It's garbage. It's bad content. The only people it attracts is children. <laughs> and and when I want to watch Twitch, I just want to watch a, a video game and I want to I want to ha- I want a few chuckles. I want a few chuckles and a few, some good content. And I don't I just I don't like that the most popular segment on Twitch is drama because why not i hate that so anyway moon moon is the opposite of that he's just good content would recommend nine out of ten moon moon what kind of games does he play he plays everything he was a former overwatch pro he never played the overwatch league he was before that time 
but he was in the top 500 like every season. He was a tank main, and he was just awesome, awesome at over. He's an incredible first-person shooter player, like absolutely unbelievable first-person shooter player. But he plays everything. Like right now, he's like I said, he did that Minecraft server. He's playing Terraria right now. Oh, sweet Terraria's cool. Yeah, yeah, and so he's just I don't know, it's just entertaining. And that's all I ask for in content. I just want to be entertained and have it be mostly free. And he, yeah, apparently he just created a cult. So, you know, you got to be yeah, so that's cool. Just make a cult. Yeah. He inspires me because I just like to create content that I like to consume. I've said that a million times. I'll continue to say that. And he creates content that he would consume. And that's all he does. And he's very good at it. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. That's all he asked for. And I love that he's doing that. He's just the embodiment of what I want out of content creators. <laughs> all right, what about you, Hayden? What else What else are you consuming? Hmm. You know, I sink a lot of time into audiobooks recently. It's nice. like it's like cocaine that I can just turn on at any point. <laughs> I, I get up and I start listening to an audiobook and I do menial tasks and I listen to an audiobook. It's great. It's like long-form podcasting. Yeah, and you're listening and so you listen good. to really good stories too. You've listened yeah. to some good ones. I Anyone who hasn't tried audiobooks is kind of crazy in my mind. I think audiobooks are freaking awesome. Yeah, they're good. They're just you gotta have the right thing. It doesn't work for everything, but once you I think fantasy is almost the perfect audiobook format. Like it's very easy to consume. Like I've mainly done like True. Game of Thrones. It's been a big audiobook I've been through and it's it's perfect. Yep. That's the first audiobook I, I finished from start to finish was Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's the well, ideal it's... amount of listening concentration as opposed to something really in depth, like a like more of a self help typey book or something like that. Yeah, like a Malcolm yeah. Gladwell book or something. I feel like it would be really hard to do over over audiobook. Maybe it'd be great, but that sounds you odd. Can't, to you me. just miss a lot. I feel yeah. like, or it goes too quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I when I was a big boy finance bro, I would listen to a bunch of finance books to try to be more of a finance bro impossible to listen to that's impossible to listen to oh my god it was bad i finished a lot of them too and i was like it was just so painful but that was when i was like that was when i hard switched to fantasy books i was like oh this is what audiobooks are supposed to be like this is yeah. great this guy's doing voices and shit this is awesome it's like i'm being read to by my mom it's great <laughs> yeah it's relaxing too i think that's one of the better parts is it just it feels nice yeah, and it doesn't. You don't feel guilty because you're like, it's like, oh, I'm reading a book. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel when I consume like Twitch and YouTube, I'm just wasting my life, <laughs> like just tossing it away into the wind. There is something about taking in an audiobook that, even though it's not really different, like you're just being entertained for a certain amount of time. But I feel like good about myself. I'm like, ah, I'm doing something great with my life by by finishing this series. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm finished I'm the proud book. of myself. Yeah. I'm proud of myself. Okay, let I me ask you guys it. a really tough question about audiobooks. When someone, let's say you've listened to an audiobook or an audiobook series, do you say, like someone's like, oh yeah, I read that book, really liked it, loved this character, blah, blah, blah. Do you say, oh yeah, I read it too? Or do you say, oh, I listened to that book? Because I, I, I say like I, I always, it. I feel like I always have to preface it. Well, I, I listened to it on audiobook. Really? Because I, 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 I just said I read it. <laughs> oh, you're a liar. I know. I feel totally like different. Definitely a difference. I just feel like there's a like, difference. I, you know when people are like, oh, that guy's well read. I'm well listened. <laughs> that sounds stupid. What? I mean, if it's stupid. 
if it's in passing, you could say like, oh, I know that book or I really like that book. You don't have to like immediately That's what I call to. it out. But yeah, like you can't say you read it. Yeah, you I know. I know. I it's like just like, few... well, people be like, oh, Andrew, did you read that book? And I would say, yeah, I read that book. I didn't want to be like, oh, I listened to it on audiobook. So people would be like, oh, you listened to it on audiobook? What? You can't read your literate shit? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I kind of can't. I'm a very slow reader and I get easily distracted. That's not my fault. Andrew, I think you're projecting. I think you're projecting real hard. A little bit. I'll admit that. Because, yeah, I don't I don't think anybody thinks that. Whenever anybody's like, oh, yeah, I, I listen to it on audiobook. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, in, in my yeah. mind, it's 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 not the same as reading, but it, it deserves the same level of, of respect. Agreed, because you're consuming the same content, but through different means. So what's the difference? It's yeah. in your brain. Yeah. Why, how, why does it matter how it gets there? Tell me you listen to it, Andrew. Just just own up to it. Uh, well, I started you. I started just saying, oh, yes, I'm familiar with like, that strategy, just so people uh, wouldn't. Yeah. If, I stopped if someone saying, tells oh, yeah, me yeah, they're familiar that. with it, I feel like they're lying. Oh, Jeff, that's now someone else is projecting. <laughs> Maybe I am, but I, haven't you had that before? You're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I read that book. Do you know it? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. To me, that means like you read the Wikipedia article about it. Yeah, or you heard uh, it. Yes. Familiar is a weird term. Familiar is a weird like, term. Oh, I, love I, that I stole book. that from Hayden just now. I don't think I've ever said, <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with it. I've said, yes, I have indeed. I, I know that book. I like this blah, blah, blah. Like I, 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 I don't know. I've just avoided the word listen. I always avoid the word listen. That, that was the crux of my question. Hmm. Is do you avoid the word listen or do you just toss it out there? I think more or less nowadays people are comfortable and won't judge you, but I definitely got some weird looks, especially with the finance books I've read. Like when we'd be talking, like when I would reference them or something, people would be like, oh, you like to read that? You like the, you've read a bunch of his books? I'm like, no, I've listened to them. They're like, oh, you listen to stuff, you fucking peasant? Like, I don't know. I, I, I just got just weird. Because... Finance people are weird. If you don't know finance people, they're weird. No, that does sound weird though to listen to a finance book. I'm I'm kind of with them on that. Like, what the? Like, it's just like, are they just reading formulas aloud to you? I no, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not like a textbook. But the, oh, it's okay. like you know, finance strategy and concepts and it, it's business books are weird. I could go on a whole rant about business books. I've I have a billion of them, and they're they've read and I've read a few billion of them, and they all kind of say the same thing in different ways like every leadership book might as well be the same book i gotta tell you oh yeah i'm, I'm familiar with them yeah but like <laughs> finance... <laughs> oh jeff yeah you want to get into finance buddy i have an andrew's economics question oh boy i'm gonna not yeah. know it go yeah. ahead i want to know if you have any insight on how strippers are dealing with their stimulus checks oh i bet you they don't get them why no? not they can't be a contractor because independent contractors get stimulus checks. I, I like Google Uber this. driver gets a stimulus check. I have read that some people who are on 1099 income are having issues getting their checks. No, Courtney's on a 1099. She got her. Check. She's got. She got hers. Okay, yeah. well that's good. I I don't I don't know for sure because I'm a W two guy, so I I've, I got my check no problem. But I think it took I, longer because they're. So, okay, yeah. here's the other problem: if you don't file a tax return, if you haven't filed a tax return in a long time, and People in service industries specifically who work on tips, right? Cash tips that the government doesn't know about probably aren't putting them on their W-2. Probably aren't still, putting them up there. 
They're still paying but, taxes. Like they still have an income. They're not all well, but their no, base they're, they're maybe their base pay, but not their tips. And so, if you're below an X amount of dollars and your income is based on ninety percent tips, you don't have to file a tax return uh, because the government doesn't know about the tips you've been getting. You don't. If you make how much little money do you? I have don't make know. Before? I don't know what the number is. It's it's like I think. Oof, I could Google it real quick, and I thought it was like thirty right here. grand or it's, no, it's it's oh, it's, it's less like that. than that. It's less than that. Yeah. Uh, how much? I'm betting it's ten. Oh, how much do you have to make to file taxes? Twelve thousand two hundred dollars. Okay. So, so okay, that's pretty it, reasonable to not file on. Yeah, and if you were a stripper and you were making like fifty grand as a bad stripper, I don't know. I don't know how much strippers make. Um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but like, you could very well not be filing taxes at all. Right. And, and most, of them don't have base, most of their base pay is, is absurdly low. Well, it's it's probably I think minimum wage with tips is like five bucks an hour. So right, 12, so I think you totally be below five. that. So if you haven't filed a tax return, I know a lot of people who haven't filed tax returns. For example, in my MBA, people have told me that they haven't had to file a tax return due to other logistics or whatever. They haven't got their checks. Hmm. So I would not be surprised if they've been having issues. And the website, I've heard the website like getmymoney.com or whatever their website is for getting your check. I've heard it's a dumpster fire. Shocker. Yeah, so big shocker. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me if a lot of them haven't got them. Oh. And some probably have. I don't know. You know, it's 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 a case by case. But I wouldn't be surprised. Anyone who hasn't filed a tax return, anyone who didn't file a 2018 or 2019 tax return, I'm sure are having issues just because of the logistics of the system and how poorly it was put together and the holdbacks and the drawbacks and everything in between. But yeah, that'd be my guess. I'm sure there's several people struggling with it. The people that are making not very much money, like so little money, that, and then they're probably out of a job and they're not getting a check. Hopefully the website's working for some people. I've just heard a lot of bad feedback from it. Yeah, Courtney went on it and it didn't give her any information. It's just a yes or no site. Like, that's all it is. It's not going to oh, give you sucks. any help. It's just like yes, your check is on the way, or nope, like, we don't know it. And you're like, well, why don't you know? And they're like, we don't, we're not going to tell you why we don't know. It's just, we don't know. <laughs> I will tell we you. Don't know why of, we don't know. It was kind of the coolest year in the world to not have a full-time job last year because I would have been out of the bracket to make, to get the check, but I quit halfway through the year <laughs> and oh, then started yeah. my MBA. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get that made, stimulus money. You made more than 100k what? last year. What? No, it was 75. No, it was up to 100k. It was. It started no, it decreasing at 75. You got oh, the really? full until 75. Oh, and then oh, decreased. then I yeah, yeah. I just got decreased one. Oh, okay. I was like, damn. Yeah. Anyway. No, 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 no. We'll I was an associate, seven. baby. Not a, not a big boy. Well, should we talk about the Sam Harris podcast? Yes. Let's do it. Very I'm not sure we got enough time to fit that in this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're really here. I don't have my laptop open, but I think we're 50 minutes in. Well, you can cut again. I like. I don't know why you guys keep so much stuff in. Sometimes I listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, sorry, no, Andrew. Do you want to edit that. the podcast? No, not at all. But <laughs> it's so much easier just to cut 30 minutes and not edit any of it. What do you cool. What do you guys think of Sam Harris? All right, go ahead. Join neuroscience philosopher and best-selling author Sam Harris as he explores the important and controversial questions about the human mind, society, and current events. Yeah, we did episode 71. What is technology doing to us with Tristan Harris, who was like a Google, 
He had the funniest title in the world. Whoa, 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 Jeff, it's Tristan. Tristan, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Tristan, Tristan Harris, who is Google's, like, God, I wish I'd written it down. He had a, he had a title at Google where he was basically, like, their He was, like, their product philosopher. philosopher. Yeah. Persuasion philosopher. Oh, gosh. So good. I can't believe, so my first reaction to this episode was, first of all, I can't believe this dude's A, education, and B, job titles were real. <laughs> the fact that I, he's a Stanford dude, the fact that Stanford got feedback and desire from their community and their alumni to create curriculum around, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but this is how I interpreted it, human manipulation through tech is astounding. I know that this is big in tech right now, is how do I get more people to watch and, and, and take my content in longer? But the fact that it's like a whole master's program is crazy. Is it a whole master's program? Is that I thought he just had a degree thought, in computer science. But he said he went and did this study at Stanford. Did he, he talked a lot about study it, on it. Yeah. persuasion classes. Maybe it was a, a yeah. you know a series of classes or whatever. Okay, maybe it was a series of classes. But either way, the time. fact that there is you know there was time and money put into curriculum based around manipulating people. That's just insane to me. It doesn't feel. Doesn't that feel like it hurts the validity of what academia stands for? Wait, why? Did anyone get that vibe? No, no. Because you're teaching people, like they're teaching people to manipulate the world to well, make it a more scary place. I don't think place. they're teaching them to manipulate it. They're teaching them about manipulation and what's going on. It's but like a class on the ethics that? of tech. Like, I mean, it's basically in the same way that this podcast happened, where they were talking about like the ethics that were happening in technology with manipulation. It's the same idea, right? I don't think they were going in and being like, you do it by putting up more red text and delaying things. They were like, this is how tech is manipulating people. And here's like the ethical background to it. Right, but I inadvertently that gives people the tools to implement them. Well, yeah, if you teach people ideas. about guns, they'll know about guns and they'll also know how to shoot them. Uh, but that okay, doesn't... fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Right. I, I, valid point, point taken. All I'm saying is, though an interesting topic and worth studying, it is a graduate program. Never mind. That's probably what they're supposed to do, isn't it? Study these things, understand them, and then use them for evil in the <laughs> private sector. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, is my... what he did. That was his job. Like That's what he did. And I'm not saying it's not interesting. I'm not saying it's immoral. I'm just saying it's fascinating to me that academia has gotten to a point where that is actually a topic. That's an interesting thing. And a, actually a curriculum was created to teach it. That's yeah, what that's was fascinating fair. to me. Yeah. I, I, I guess it, it doesn't surprise me at all because of how big of a current topic that it is. And like, I don't know. I think that's all, all it is to me. It's like, yeah, it makes sense that Harvard would have class on that because it's one of the defining things of our generation. Absolutely, and, and maybe I just took it three degrees too high when I was listening to it, because I, here's what I did. I correlated his education to what he ended up doing, mm. and what he ended up doing at Google was being the guy who was in charge of how do I get more eyes on the screens for longer? That's what he ended up doing with that education. Yeah. Right? I I, am I wrong in that interpretation of what he did? I don't... I. He I don't remember the, him going into detail about what his job entailed. I don't remember it being like, I don't think he was the head of 
make the delay 0.5 seconds so that we can get people longer. I thought he was Google's, like, liaison on what... I, you know, I, don't, I guess I don't know. I, I'm just going to say I don't know. I, I think his title at Google was Persuasion Ethicist. Like, he was the guy who was hired to second check all of the other Google employees who were trying to make the people stay on the devices longer. And he was taking an ethical approach to try to correct and direct that in the best way. Okay, so to make sure they didn't go too far. Yeah, yeah. In my in my take, he was he was not the guy trying to make things really bad. He was the guy trying to balance the business need of making things bad with the ethical idea of doing things correctly. Okay, that that makes fair more sense enough. This is here's the issue with Sam Harris's podcast. You could you almost need to listen to it two or three times. I agree <laughs> because so I dense. end up sitting in my room quietly misinterpreting everything i just learned. <laughs> yeah how did how did you guys consume it did you sit down and do like a once through or i let me tell you i was at first uh, i i so uh, a quick side project of mine is i i sort of want to be a pro gamer again like i was semi-pro in hearthstone i i was like you want know, i need to find a new game to be professional in i don't know why it was just something i was interested in doing and so i was playing team fight tactics and I was listening to Sam Harris. I was listening to the Sam Harris episode, and I had to turn off Team Fight Tactics because I was like, "I, I, God, what? Oh my God!" I had like, <laughs> I quit my game early so I could be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Because I was not in like digesting oh, it appropriately. God. It was so dense. I was like, "Oh God!" It's not like GVP where you can play a game and <laughs> listen to it. You know, yeah, like- I I thought that about this episode, listening to it, and then I went and listened to a couple of the other episodes. And I, I got to commend you, Jeff. This was one of the better, easy to understand episodes. In Agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think what made this episode kind of good was, yeah, was that I think it's such a outside topic for Sam Harris because, and don't get me wrong, Sam Harris is a fucking, I'm sure he's just a genius, but the way that he would ask questions about some of the tech, you could just tell that he was like a little old man about it. Like he didn't know Snapchat. He didn't really know what it was. He was mad about the ads at the bottom of the websites that directed you to nothing in particular. And so I I, 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 I was glad that it came out to be a much more approachable episode because I think it was outside of Sam, Harris, Sam Harris's depth, which, yeah, I think it made it really good. And Tristan, Tristan was like very <laughs> well-spoken and not as uh, in depth and crazy, crazy. I don't know what you, his his vernacular is kind of insane. Yeah, he is over articulate to the point of annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that you? How did you consume it? Did you, podcast. <laughs> did you go through a once through and just like get it done? I did it in two parts because uh, I had to switch onto the YouTube episode after a while. I okay. I, I did the YouTube one while I was like eating a lunch one day that the second 30 minutes segment um, just so I could play it off my computer because I hate YouTube. Uh, mm. But I did the other while I was doing very mundane tasks where I could very much focus on what I was listening to. It no. is not grandma's virginity podcast. Oh, God, yeah. No, this yeah. is, this would be an ep- great, this Sam Harris is a great podcast. We're taking a little bit of a dump on him like we do with every podcast we listen to, <laughs> except for Doughboys, where we praised every word they said. Uh, but he's a great... I, I listen to him in the car yeah. because all I'm doing is driving. 
He's and a great honestly, car guy, car podcast guy. That's how I describe him. And sometimes you want to be really entertained with podcast, and that's fine. And there's lots of things to do with that. And, and then other times you want to, I don't know, it, it filled that niche of trying to learn something. You, you felt like you were being studious while listening to it, in a sense. And that actually, it does trigger that sense of reward of, oh, I'm, I'm bettering myself. I do feel that way. or not. <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. Yeah. But it does, it does check that box. Every time I listen to him, I feel like I'm somehow bettering myself. And, and, you know, I don't think, I don't really, we can get into the philosophical question of what does it mean to be educated? Like Sam Harris would, would if he was here right now. But I don't actually think I'm more educated after listening to him. I think I just blindly repeat what he has said. <laughs> if people bring up a topic, and I'm like, I don't know if that's what I believe, but someone much smarter than myself has said this. Yeah. And I, I think, don't know if that's good or bad, I, I, but I do it. Yeah. I I think that's an interesting thing that happens with, with Sam Harris followers. Like, I'd be curious to hear what you think of your friend you, who you said was a big Sam Harris follower. Yes, because I Al. did venture onto their subreddit, and it definitely was a... That's well, did you hear, you know, like I, I looked up his, I think when I searched on his advertising thing, I ended up on his subreddit and most of the responses were, oh, well, as Sam Harris said in this episode, and they would like, just like, it's just nonstop quotes of Sam Harris. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I get that. But there were, there were very few people, I think, expressing their own opinions. And I, it, I don't even think that's such a wrong thing to do. Sam Harris is obviously a very intellectual person and maybe it's good to at least if you're going to echo somebody echo the intellectuals but yeah it is kind of sad that you have this cult following of people repeating things that you're saying like that's not like i think it's like not, you were just yeah, about to say helpful. it's not an education it's just you re regurgitating that's not the same exactly thing. and regurgitation is not intelligence and i think people make that mistake every once in a while so sam harris has a lot of original thoughts and people take those original thoughts and they're like this is my original thought now <laughs> and it makes them sound smarter and more advanced in their friend groups but in yeah. reality they're just taking sam harris's words as gospel and then repeating them however i will say for example my friend he is incredibly smart incredibly articulate and he takes what sam harris says and applies his own thoughts to it which makes it much more when he talks about sam harris is much more digestible than i would say like a hardcore sam harris just like he's a sam harris disciple but like not in the sense of like he will just say, nope, nope, Sam Harris disagrees, so you're wrong. Like, not like that. He's he he he's much more easy to talk to in, in a way. And so he takes it the right way. I think a lot of people probably good. take it the right way. I never think Reddit's a good place to go for intellectual discussion, even if you're on a subreddit that is stimulated by an intellectual. Yeah. I, I just don't think that is going to be a circle jerk of people yeah. who anything, if anyone was like, well, I don't think Sam was quite on point here, they're going to be like, shut up, you dumbass like you stupid <laughs> you stupid are you are you like uh like i don't know do you like love trump you you stupid heretic like it's like okay guys all right hold on we were talking about tech where did how did, how did this happen you know it's it, yeah. it can be bad and and there's a lot of people who have followings like that but at the end of the day i think it i think people who listen to sam harris are going to be more educated than people who listen to grandma's virginity podcast on stop <laughs> <laughs> right like i mean at least you're you're stimulating your brain in a productive way as opposed to the opposite however you can't just uh, people who just take things as truth and then move on and they say yep that's that's 100 right because i heard it from a source i trust and then they're, they're, they're just done that that's not productive right. you need to 
take what Sam Harris says, apply it to your own knowledge, and then decipher it in your own manner to actually be intelligent about the information you're receiving. I think he's really good at delivering information, especially really complicated and philosophical information. But that's the problem is with philosophical and debatable information is you need to be able to put it in your own words and discuss it on multiple levels and not just say, well, this one smart guy said this, so I'm good. You can't just, Sam Harris can't be the end all be all of truth. And a lot of people treat him like that. Yeah. And to, I, I always, I don't know why, but I always put him in the same bucket as Malcolm Gladwell. And they don't That's even fair. talk about very similar things, but Malcolm Gladwell is so much better at taking complex subjects and putting them into like an entertaining format where and, and Sam Harris's podcast is awesome, but it is much more of a he, I am an intellectual hear me make an interview with another intellectual and it's going to be dense as fuck, but like it'll be very educational and it's it's cool. But for me, like I listened to this in very bite sized chunks. I probably stopped and started this podcast like 12 times. And some of that was just like me jumping between things I was doing. But other parts were just, I'd be listening to it, and then I would just realize that I was just thinking about things and not listening, and it totally just lost the train of what they were talking about, and I had to come back to it, and I I just have a bunch of jumbled notes on here because I just started and stopped so many times, and it's just dense. It's just, and if you're an intellectual, it's probably no big deal to you, but for me, it was just like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're jumping between complex subjects so fast, I just, I, I was not. Yeah, it's, I, I also think if you spend more time listening to Sam Harris, it gets easier to digest. You kind of have to understand his style sure. a little bit, especially, like I said, when I jumped from GVP to his podcast, I literally had to stop listening. I was like, I, my brain is not ready for this. It, it, I was just making, I was just listening to fart noises. Not going to happen. Right. Yep. <laughs> So you they have to be in the right the same soundboard. There's not a button on the Sam Harris that makes frog voices in yeah. the toilet. How does he not have a soundboard? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine if he just started playing sounds and then it was like very oh, intellectual? Oh, that's April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, a crossover so episode. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh man. But Sam Harris, he's a, it's it's a, well, it's not for me. It's not an everyday podcast. It's a podcast. Well, where I'm what like, would okay, the... I'm interested in the subject and I want to listen at some point. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this episode? It was approachable, which was great. I think that was the best part about it. Mm-hmm. Also, it was a subject that we all we've all talked about a lot. You know, tack and and the mind control and how I help like for example, like how my Google Home is is disattached from the internet. Like I don't want to reattach it because I know it listens. I don't like that. That whole listening thing and and the making tricking me. I know it's not tricking. It's it feels like tricking me into spending more time watching stuff and doing stuff and looking at Instagram and being okay. So do you guys remember on the podcast, the Trist Tristan said that there are two guys in his cohort who made Instagram. Like that's a, that's what I'm talking about. He, they used that information and created one of the most addicting phone apps ever to be made ever. So it's fascinating stuff. And it's a great episode. I do recommend people listen to it, especially if you're interested in tech and interested in like how tech companies are, taking advantage of how our brains receive dopamine it's yeah. fascinating I, I thought it was a good one and i picked it out almost immediately because i think all three of us are really are, are fairly knowledgeable knowledgeable about this and have talked about it before i mean especially you andrew i think it was 
a TED radio hour about technology that at one point a couple years ago got you to like pretty up in arms. And I think you deleted your Facebook and yep. got pretty yep. off of social media and stuff. And like, Hey, and I have talked about this a bit and it, I, some parts of this episode I almost found boring because I feel like we already know a lot about it. Like I'm already very aware of how technology is like trying to take advantage of us and about these delays and the red icons and screen time and all this stuff. Like I, I've heard it oh, probably over and over and over again. And it, it was cool to hear about it from his point of view. And it was still really interesting. And, and there's some stuff on here that I do want to talk about. But I thought it was a good episode. And But I especially thought it was a good episode for us to listen to because like, yeah, we didn't know a lot of this stuff. Like we've heard about it from other sources. <laughs> Easy to digest, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Hayden? I, I really enjoyed it in a lot of ways. I thought one of the best points was uh, how to fix it when they were talking through potential solutions of like uh, the technology is geared to take all of your attention and time and that's what the monetizing is built on. So it's just going to propagate that way. But uh, how to fix it, I thought was cool. Uh, how they talked about um, the analogy to energy companies, like no energy company wants you to use less energy. So they had to have a government regulating body come in and say, okay, you can't charge on the amount of energy you have to charge on, I don't know what they changed it to, the number of people you service or something like that to actually yeah. get paid. And I, I, I was wondering if you could ever imagine the US government being like, okay, we're gonna step in and bucket these apps and monetize them differently because this is like a public health concern. <laughs> that that idea to. was really interesting. That, it, I, that was, I agree, that was a really interesting part. Wait, Andrew, do you and, know the answer to that question? Because I felt like they lost it and didn't explain it. What what do energy companies monetize off of now that they can't monetize off of amount of energy used? You know, like, unfortunately, I do not know those. the answer to that. And I do remember saying to myself, oh, I should Google that because that's interesting. I don't yeah. actually know. I swore yeah, I it was how much energy I, I use because my bill changes every month. Like, I, I'm still using different amounts of energy. I think what are you talking just, about? Yeah. I was really confused about that because I, I, I guess all three of us picked up on it. Yeah, they talked about that, and they're like, they talk, talked about how the energy companies how to, had to decouple those two things, but I was like, well, then what did they monetize off of? And they, I think they just <laughs> didn't explain that part, which is fine, but that's yeah, not what they were the, talking about, but I, now I really want to know. So energy yeah. companies are weird because they're government-created monopolies, especially utility companies. So I wouldn't be surprised if... I did like that analogy. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if tech companies get hit by the government at some point it's just bound to happen because i do think screen time is a public health concern i look at myself in the mirror every night and i'm like wow you really just spent seven hours watching youtube didn't you, you stupid shit <laughs> so that's not good you know that's taking away from society uh but I it don't was know so what... hard to do well like... right what's the solution that's why they were having such a hard time saying well here's what the here like you know there's no here's the solution easy peasy wrap it up boys you know, it, there's just no simple solution, but I do think the government will have to play a role at some point, especially how like the Apples, Googles, Androids of the world, Amazon, just the level Amazon. Oh my God. Talk about Amazon. My God. Talk about how they're, I mean, how do you compete? How does someone enter the market? How does someone compete with Amazon? How does someone compete with Google and Apple? These are trillion dollar companies. You know, how do you really step in? And compete you can't it destroys it tarnishes the concept of free markets at some point uh 
the United States government will probably have to step in. You see European governments already stepping in a little bit. It's, 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 it's written on the wall. It's going to happen at some point. They have to do something. I don't know if it's going to be about the public health concern of screen time, but it will revolve around the size and ability of these companies to tarnish competition and tarnish a difference in the market. I mean, think about, you know, we we joke about this in business, but it's actually considered a legit out for software companies and hardware companies. Like when you present, if you're like, say like you're presenting a a new software company to a, uh, like a venture capital firm, you can say like the venture capital firm always asks, well, what's your out game? How do you, what's your end game? How do you get out of this business? Where do we see ourselves in five years? And a legitimate answer that is widely accepted and totally cool now is we're going to get bought by Google. Hmm. That yeah. should not be an out for a company. The, the answer should be, no, we're going to grow this for the next 15 years. It will be this size and blah, 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 right? Being bought by Google is just, you know, making Google bigger and the government's probably, there are people in the government probably working really intimately with the big boy tech companies to figure this out before they have to get the long dick arm of the law involved is my guess. I don't know for sure. I, I haven't done that much research on it. But well, a government's, really... a government's stepping in and, and monetize, uh, taking control of the monopoly or the business side of things. They won't different. do that. They well, won't I, do that. That That's seems socialism. more usual than them coming in and being like, okay, you need to rebrand all of your monetization programs into this formula we created with user input like uh, what they were talking on the the podcast all of their solutions seem very high-minded and unpractical to me <laughs> yeah not, exactly not, that's not the problem same. right yeah we'll see well, what happens it's gonna happen at some point well so one thing i do have against this it, you know you, you hear all the time like oh man people are spending so much time on their phones but i part of that i agree there's and i blame most of it on social media i do think social media is unhealthy but the whole thing about screen time and being on your phone, I I feel like it's just us seeing a new piece of technology and making it the new blame point. Like, when we were growing up, it was you spend too much time watching TV, and then it was you spend too much time playing video games, and now it's you spend too much time. And I do kind of always think there's this item that we jump between that, like, takes up our entertainment bandwidth. And I don't think that those things are wrong. Like, you know, just... Just to just to point out, like you said, oh, you'd spend a lot, of, a lot of time like watching YouTube. Well, if you weren't watching YouTube, like maybe you would just be watching Netflix on your TV because all of us do need decompression time. And so I, I, I liked the high concept that they pulled out at one point of picking the things that are healthier. Like I'm definitely guilty of. I wake up in the morning and some of the first things I pull up are like my email. I, I'm not expecting any important emails, but. My email is kind of addicting for me to look at it. And I would like something that was better for me to look at in the morning. But I don't like the uh, the the quick jump to as we go to of, well, this is the new thing that everybody's staring at. So it must be bad. I think that we just need to take those things and make them healthier and less addicting. I think the addiction part is the big issue. Agreed. And I think that's the problem, though, is this is the most addicting thing humanity has like ever come up with besides drugs right but i don't think but it's probably phone that's addicting. i think it's the some of the social There's... media apps and some of the ways that they display things to you that are 
but I don't agreed. think they should. Yeah. Okay. Good. As long as we're all that, on that, that, yes. that page. Okay. Well, it's, I'm it's not, yes, uh, agreed. the angry old man argument. It, it's like uh, those <laughs> callbacks to, you know, the middle ages complaints about how books were corrupting the youth. The youth yes. was wasting all its time reading instead of having intellectual conversations. It was dulling their minds or exactly. plowing the farm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I agree, and we need to, it's, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying, I'm not going to sit here and get on a soapbox, but like, get rid of social media. I still have an Instagram. I use Twitch. That's a form of social media. I use Twitter to promote shit. I, I agree, though, there's got to be a way to make it so our entire lives aren't revolving around them. That's when things get dangerous, when you're like, I don't want to work. I don't want to do anything. I just want to look at Twitter. I just want to watch Twitch. That's when things get dangerous, right? It's like drugs. Yeah. All I want to do is smoke crack. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to sit in this crack den and smoke crack. It's, it's, I think that's why people get concerned, right? Totally. And, and yeah, a lot of people, kids, it, it, it sounds like Snapchat is huge addicting. I never, substance. I don't get that. Are we boomers now? I don't get Yeah, why, I think we are. Why, the kids love why, the, the Snapchat. Snapchat's stupid as hell. <laughs> Dude, I, shit I actually, I kind of enjoy Snapchat. I like it. What do you, okay, what do you do? On, okay, quick tangent, tangent quest, baby. What what do you do on Snapchat? What do you do with it? Yeah, Snapchat's, are you are you listening to those news stories or, or oh, the yeah. promotional stuff? Pretty much yeah. all the time. I'm just over in that news section, just checking the BuzzFeed news. No, you're seeing what not. Kim's up to. No, no, no. Are you Let, being serious? No, no, I've never oh, once God. clicked <laughs> on any of them. No, 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 no. There's like. I, I mean, maybe it's because it's so simple to me. There's only one thing that I do with Snapchat, and that's that I take pictures of things that I either think are funny or I think are, like, I don't know, enjoyable to somebody, and I open it up and I send it off to that person, and it's the quickest transaction I could ever imagine. I, as far as screen time goes, I spend so little time on Snapchat for the amount of, like, joy that I get from it that I, I really like it. I've got, like, four groups... We pretty much just send pictures of our pets back and forth to each other. It's it's simple and plain, and it's I I think it's great. Yeah, I I agree. Fair enough. I think there's a difference between Snapchat the way we use it and the other side of Snapchat, which is like that hole of random Vine video Vine esque videos that you can fall down. I I, I never go on it. I never I ne it. It's like you swipe a direction that I don't understand, and then there's all these. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you subscribe to them. Things just happen. I I get so confused. No, honestly, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about Snapchat too. Don't worry. I know Nikki like falls down that hole sometimes. It's like a little bit of a Reddit hole for her, where she'll she'll watch like certain content creators have a bunch of snaps on their public profile story. That's like a news story that you can watch endlessly. And but like Trump's got one. News organizations have one. Like they're the they're there and it's like this other side of snapchat that's basically vines now if you right, remember so maybe, vines maybe my enjoyment's because i only use the yeah, small totally. portion of snapchat that's not that i use it as a quick picture sending mechanism in the yeah, same way if you didn't have snapchat you'd probably do that through a different means yeah right it's true just the other means are more annoying and i've talked about this Less other people easy, before yeah. but it's it's you know if i sent you a picture of blue i would kind of expect if i like texted it to you I feel like I would expect a response, but there's something very freeing about Snapchat where I can just like get a picture from somebody, open it, look at it, and just like know that we're cool. Like I don't have to say anything. 
Ah, interesting. We're good. It's a great way to send content that's not good enough to actually send. It's, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, it's quick. <laughs> like, Blue did a cute thing, and she does 20 cute things a day, yeah. but here's one of them, and, like, I'm, I'm, and then we're good. Damn, I feel dude, I, I, I want to be people. on that to send pictures of Boris now because I take like yeah. 80 pictures of him a day. I'm kind of sad you're not on Snapchat, Andrew. There's ah, a lot of times dude, I'd I can't do pictures. it. No, it's no, you got to do you, man. Brain. Yeah, that's fair. But I Snapchat's do love sending one... pictures of Boris, though. Oh, yeah. <sighs> See, I, and that's my... exactly where it falls, that niche, that, that type of picture. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's, again, these things are okay. It's It's just a matter of how much of your life does it consume? Is it just a simple means of communication between friends or is it a life consuming piece of your life in the sense yeah. that like there are probably people who wake up in the morning and sit in bed for three hours looking at celebrities, Snapchat videos, right? Yeah. Or dreading that's probably not because of selfies. Yeah. It's probably yeah. not great. I, yeah. you know, again, these things are good, but there's negative connotations like any advancement in humanity that we have to kind of mitigate sooner than later before it gets out of hand. The problem is deep down, tech companies don't want us to mitigate those things, right? They can say, oh, we hired a guy to help us mitigate these risks. <laughs> but that they don't want that actually. Are you kidding me? If you went to Google, they're like, hey, do you want to make sure that people stop watching YouTube after 30 minutes? They'll be like, shut the, what? get this guy out of this conference room, you freaking moron. No, we want people to quit their jobs and spend all day watching YouTube. Are you insane? Get out of here. And then yeah. in front of the press, they're like, no, 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 it's it's a health concern, and we recognize that, and we're making it easier to quit. It's just like tobacco companies, and they're like, oh, it's not addicting. Tobacco's yeah, good for filters. you. No, yeah, the, fil the filters filter <laughs> out the bad stuff. So yeah, but, I, I don't know. I, I took a very extremist look in that. That's not actually how it is, but you know what I'm saying. There, there's no. the, When there's profitability involved, companies what? don't want to stop. They want to keep making money. Right. Which is and fine. You're, you're totally right. It's all incentive driven. And their incentive yeah. is you stay on longer, we get more profits and add revenue, and like we make more money. And until there's in incentive for them not to follow that process, like it's hard for me to blame them. Like, of course, you want me to. Right. Click they were on incentivized to do it. You're going to get money when I click on it. Like, I think that was part of the podcast that I kind of found boring. It was like, yes, I know, like they want me to click on their stuff and they want me to stay longer and they have tricks for making me do it. And. They want me to look at these related videos that are ridiculous. And I get all that. And I think what's frustrating is, and I'm, I'm glad they addressed it at some point. It's like, so what do we do? Because right now it's so clear that they have no incentive for, you know, we're just talking ourselves into a circle. Like they're not going to take the ethical way out for no reason. They're not going to be like, right, yeah, stop looking at our app. That's when the long dick of the law comes in, my friend. That's, you where think so? you the think line. that's our only I hate to say that... it, but I don't, why would they care? I don't know. I think it, it it's so impossible to I guess. You... I mean, but people said that about energy. So But energy is a localized source. It's not like the internet where there's twelve other different power plants you could get your content from at any that's point. True. Yeah, again, if there's an easy answer, it'd already be out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and tech's so good at avoiding. They're just, they're just oh, really yeah. good at it. They're Kings of really avoiding regulation. I, Kings. I kind of feel like it's just going to resolve into like social. Like I kind of hope that the next generation comes up and is like, oh God, Generation Z is just so addicted to their phone. Like look at those idiots. We love 
books again or something. I don't know. Or like, <laughs> we don't need social media. We're we're more natural. I, well, I could see a solution. I don't know, but it's like... just so addicting, dude. There's a reason why <laughs> our parents are addicted to Facebook. Yeah, which is it, kind of it, funny, it, isn't it? My past generational... Honestly, I think they're more addicted to it than a lot of people. I think Facebook's become quite the boomer haven well, like based on had, my very limited access to it. But anyway, if, if you had a kid that was eight years old and getting a cell phone tomorrow, like, wouldn't you not let them on social media? Uh, I would let them on with a lot of caution. How old are they? I said eight. I made up a number. Eight, eight's too young. I would. Yeah, let let's go. With, let's go with fifth, their fifth grade. How old is a fifth grader? No, they're getting they're a burner, 11. dude. They're getting a flip phone. They're getting a flip phone burner. <laughs> yeah, that is the phone they're getting. See, I, I think just think that at that young, your brain it. is so easily manipulated as a yes. child. Like you see these kids on like who like are obsessed with YouTubers and they they think the like YouTubers are real life. I don't know if you've ever seen some of these videos. Like there's kids who like I, I i hate to use this as an example but i saw it and i so it's the only one i have that comes to mind have you guys heard of like the jake paul logan paul people on youtube yeah they're Never. really manipulative super manipulative and they like get kids to spend money on stupid shit one anyway. of them was the one that like filmed a murder in the woods that was fake right yeah. oh yeah no he he was in the suicide force in japan and he filmed a, a, a guy who committed suicide jesus christ like an actual dead body yeah so that was logan paul he's they're look they're both stupid and they both take advantage of an algorithm that helps them make money okay so anyway there this uh, i think it was jake paul he pretended to get kidnapped like blatantly fake if you're an adult but there are these kids reacting on youtube like posting videos like crying they're like why is no one helping him why are the cops not getting involved like what's going on these kids are so easily manipulated, like below the age of, I don't know. I almost want to say like 18. Yeah. I hate to say it, but like they're so easily manipulated by this content that I, I, it scares me. I wouldn't let my kid get super involved in social media. You know, it's so easy to say that without a kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like we should, I wish one of us had a kid so we could have the actual perspective. Well, there's if I a had different... a kid, I'd be really cautious on how they use screen time. It's again, super easy to say, very hard to do because I know parents in my MBA program. And sometimes like, you're like, I have to get stuff done for school. I need you to just watch this video for two hours so I can actually do my homework. Totally. Yeah. So I get it. And it's a thing. It's just, you do everything with caution and understanding the consequences of what you're doing and making sure that they're getting content, real life content, like, you know, going outside, going to the park, Yeah, you, know, you blend it in. So they make sure they're getting dopamine from safe sources as well as, you know, because the internet's a, a freaking hole, dude. And it can absorb your life in a second. It's crazy. It's like crack. What were you going to say? There's a bit on the Quick Question podcast that kind of touched on that same topic of letting your kids, how much you let them. And they, they brought up the point, like, it's all good good to say you're not going to let them, you know, get involved with that or be obsessed with it. But at a point, it's like ostracizing them from their friend groups. If everyone else in their class does these certain things and is on these certain apps and you oh, don't them. it's like kind of like forcing homeschool separation on your child to a point and not that i have a kid but no i didn't think about that though that that sucks yeah i didn't think about that that's not fair you shouldn't have to separate your kid from their friends but you know what 
freaking kid. I used AOL Instant Messenger. Get that <laughs> shit back online, baby. Let them use AIM. All oh, right. That's so funny, right? Because that's what our generation, like, I remember when, I, I swear we were part of the first social media when texting was just a big thing. And I remember for oh, a yeah. long time, I didn't have text messaging on my phone. And all my friends were texting each other and I couldn't text back because it was like 10 cents per message or some bullshit. Oh my and God, yeah, yeah. For a while, I was like kind of ostracized from from community because I couldn't text people. And that's how we decided when to hang out and shit. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't I think about that. that too. I had that same situation. I remember all my friends were texting like, Andrew, like, can we text you? Because you don't text me back because text messages were turned off or something. Or I couldn't get them on the phone I had. Yeah. And I remember asking my dad because he paid for my phone. I was like, hey, dad, can I text? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't care. He didn't know that it cost money. Oh, yeah. And then he got the bill. So expensive. Like, Holy shit, dude. What were you doing? I was like, I was just texting you. said I could. Because I didn't know it cost money. I was freaking a child. I don't know how yeah. old when I first started texting, but... I, I remember freaking limits. You could have like 200 texts a month and then you had to keep oh track God, of it. Yeah. And, I went oh. way over that one time. Like, I think every teenager from our generation has, or like when you were a teenager in our generation, we all had that story of when our parents like lit us up because we went way over our texting <laughs> limit. Yes. I got lit up. They're like, dude, you got 200 a month and you did 8,000 or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was 8,000, but like so many. I was like, well, yeah. I was, I was just texting. I don't. I don't count. How do you count? Is there a counter? I don't count. And also, the was... you had to call a number, and it would tell you how many texts. <laughs> oh wow! I never that called was that. So old. I remember when my mom told me one time, I she was. It was when I was first starting to text girls because I lost a bunch of weight. So girls actually wanted to text me. Oh yeah. 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 Sexy hockey Andrew was in the play <laughs> yeah. now. The bro. Flow. Anyway, so I was like texting this girl, and she was like. Why don't you just call her? And I was like, oh, oh what? <laughs> call? Get the fuck out of town, mom. I wouldn't call this bitch if I was at school with her. And I didn't say the word bitch, and I apologize for using that word. That's rude. But you get the what I'm saying. The texting was a thing. It was a super important thing, too. And I, I just, yeah, I guess, damn, I wouldn't want my kid to not have texting. So I guess I wouldn't want my kid to not have Snapchat? Maybe maybe the trick is maybe we just found the answer. You got to put a limit on it. We'll, we'll give your kids like you get a hard limit. You it get turns off one hour of Snapchat a month, and after that hour, like you are a dunzo. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, but talk about a way for a kid to learn how to so code software and then break their phone. <laughs> but then you're teaching them life skills. I, I yeah. Yeah, then they, they'll get a good job later. They can figure it out. That's fine. If it revolves skills to do it, I'll give it to them. Just, I mean, you know, it's things have advanced so quickly. I just can't even imagine what, like, if we, you know, if the three of us have kids, what I don't know. That's like, that's like a 10 year horizon for me. I don't even, I can't even imagine. I'm like a no kid type of guy. No offense to kids, but you're expensive and smelly. Anyway, yeah, it'll all be in VR by that point. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> but like, what, what will they be doing at that point? Well, Snapchat will probably be a different thing, right? All the also, I don't, I don't, I don't want like a kid. I don't want my kid like posting pictures of themselves on the internet. That's just so scary to me. That's I don't post pictures of myself on the internet. Teach and I'm going to talk kids to be scared of the internet. That's what yeah, I think. Our more than anyone. Away, we're going to be. I think like, internet education yeah. will be a class. Yes, honestly, it'll be a class in fucking first grade. It should be. Yeah, it should be. All right, 
I doubt the class thing, but I mean, they're still teaching kids how to use checkbooks. No, they're not. No way. I never got taught how to use a checkbook. Really? I don't think so. I, I did. I did. And then I said, I remember I showed my dad my online banking account. I was like, isn't this what you just taught me? He's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember so I was like, so I'm not going to balance my checkbook ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, like, my mom teaching me how important it was to balance your checkbook. Like, yeah. Talk about unimportant skills that you were taught. And first of all, I mean, yeah, you learned anyway. the basics of accounting. That's nice. Yes. Debits I equal guess. credits, you know? That's good stuff. <laughs> No, no one. No. All right. No, it's not fine. worth. No, not worth checking. Not worth. Bouncing a checkbook—that's absurd with <laughs> online banking. That's just insane. I remember when I was working at the community bank. This is my first gig out of college. I had a woman come in, and she was quite old. Didn't trust online banking. One of the time, so at one, uh, this wasn't her, but I had a literally one of our. This is the type of clientele I was dealing with. I we had a customer come in, and he was complaining about fees that he could avoid if he opened his, if he had an online online checking account, like he accessed his online checking account. We were trying to incentivize people to use the online checking. And he said, no, 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 I don't have the internet. Obama's on the internet. This is the type of people I'm dealing with. This is when Obama was still in office. I mean, he's not wrong. He's yeah, not he wrong. technically is on the internet. I can't, <laughs> you can't argue with him. But he made it sound like, no, 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 Obama's gonna get into my checking account and steal my guns. That's the vibe I got. Anyway, so this woman comes in and she comes in and I was the uh, somehow the only officer there at the time. And she refused to work with our tellers for God knows why. She's like, no, I want to talk to an officer. I do not understand this problem I'm having with my checking account. And so like, Andrew, this lady wants your help. And I was like, okay, cool. It's probably like something to do with her loans because that's what I dealt with was loans. No, she comes in. She's like, I can't get my checking to, I can't get my checkbook to balance. I don't know what I did wrong. So I had to sit there and balance a woman's checkbook in my just office. Like not carry the That's two what I somewhere. Did. That's amazing. And what I did is I just printed out her online banking statement and then I just double checked it based on that. And I was like, oh, look, you missed a check you sent. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Why don't you use your online banking account? And her excuse was like, I don't know how to access it. I forgot my password, et cetera. I was like, okay, you know what? Just get out of my office. I don't know. It's going to be us one day, guys. There's going to be some piece of technology we just don't know how to deal with and we will be those old farts. I hope not. I hope since we grew up in the tech age that we just adapt, but who I knows? Hope so too. I don't want to be that guy. At least you're on the VR and stuff. I feel like that's where Yeah. No, you haven't. It's not it's VR is super interesting and is starting to gain some new concepts in and like the applicability of VR is becoming very interesting, but I mean to right now to be fair, it's mostly just a gaming platform. And yeah. the only thing you're missing out on is the gaming experience and that's not a big deal. Although I got to tell you, the new games coming out are pretty lit. Andrew, do you want to plug your Twitch channel? Oh, yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash your pal Andrew. You are pal Andrew. Not... Don't spell it out. That's that's boomer talk. You got to use the the U and then the R. Like you're... Like you're texting with T9, baby. Oh my god, there's a generation of kids who don't know what T9 is. That's fucked. Those stupid and, kids. They're getting burners. All my kids are getting burners. 